0: Happy Monday, and welcome back to another exciting week of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts,
1: Jim O'Kane of tvdads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And speaking of the Experimental Aircraft Association, uh, Jim, I brought a colleague with me today. Awesome. So <clears throat> joining us, a uh, very special guest, good friend of mine, a uh, co-worker who works uh, remotely a lot of the time, but he's uh, he's in town this week and will be a lot more as we get closer to our big show here in Oshkosh in July. This is Dennis Dunbar. Dennis is the director of AirVenture Airshow Operations and also the principal behind uh, Dunbar Airshows uh, all around the country. Dennis, welcome.
2: Thanks, Al. Thanks, Jim. This is uh, an honor to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I've listened to some of the Earlier ones, and they've blown my mind, and what a cool movie we get to talk about.
1: Yeah, no kidding. It's
0: great. I mean, a lot of air show stuff, and I got to ask first, have you ever flown a biplane wearing
1: a clown suit?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not wearing a clown suit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could answer that one pretty quick. Yeah, Although, I I think it depends on your interpretation of of clown suit. I mean, really, I've I've seen Dennis in a lot of makeup. I've seen (laughs) him, you know, in a funny wig. Okay, none of that is true. Uh, not to say it hasn't happened. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, this is a a, coming up in the middle of a lot of problems. I mean, poor old uh, Malcolm who hasn't been behind a stick in 20 years, uh, is trying to figure out how to, I guess, work, work a stick again, you know, much to the dismay of PV and, uh, and the always late or the, the late this time, uh, Cliff Secord and Cliff comes up with a remarkable, Uh, idea of how to solve the problem by uh, going out and try on the untested or the one-time tested but not with a human being uh, rocket pack. Uh, Whether that is a good idea or not is accompanied by timpani, so I guess that was a good idea. idea.
1: It's always a good idea when there's a timpani involved. And you notice uh, before we dive in too deep, right at the very start of this minute, You see, uh, you see both of Malcolm's hands on the stick there and you see the airspeed indicator and it's got, it's got a red mark at 120 miles per hour, which we've talked about before the, the colored markings weren't, wouldn't really be that common if really at all, uh, in the late thirties, a little bit of anachronism. It's also interesting to me to see that, uh, I'm not sure at this point and, uh, again, recording out of sequence, we, we may have already uh, covered a little bit of this, but, uh, uh, The standard J-1, that's the 1916 biplane that's uh, starring as Miss Mabel in these sequences, Top speed on that airplane is uh, is just a hair over 70 miles an hour, about 72 miles per hour. So very interesting to me to see a red line at 120. Now, it's possible this could be the J-1 cockpit and that this particular restored one, bigger engine, et cetera, et cetera. But that's a pretty big jump uh, in uh, in top speeds. So I'm, I'm inclined to think this is just a mock-up cockpit. And again, if we have discovered this and figured this out on a previous minute already, then... Uh, just pretend this whole sentence never happened.
0: I was just wondering, would it be possible since this is kind of like a kind of a spare parts plane that they've had laying in the, in the hangar, just to have an airspeed indicator in there? Could they have grabbed it off of another another machine and dropped it in and said, sure. "Okay, this will do."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Although it does, uh, it's interesting that I, I believe actually we would have discussed this uh, discussed this last Friday in the in minute forty, but we do see the airspeed indicator fluctuating quite a bit. I think even faster than we're seeing it right here, but. Uh, Anyway, not a big deal. The important thing is is we know Malcolm's in trouble. you know we hear the engine uh, the engine running rough, the smoke is on, all that good stuff. I, I have a question with the uh,
0: when we first talked about the gB when uh, when Cliff is trying to gain control of it as you know after it's been shot up and stuff and he's trying to figure out which way the how how far the control the controls go he was kind of waving it all around and that would have probably put him in the bean field right. uh, am am i am i correct in assuming that the standard j1 has a lot more play in the steering as it were when you're whipping the stick around
1: so I, i've not flown this particular type but it, but my experience in similar types and 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 dennis you may have uh, flown something closer than i have my closest would probably be the the moth series which is smaller and lighter but it is a big heavy airplane uh, and there's a lot of drag, and you know when you're you're putting it into a bank left or right, there's a lot of structure to move. So I would anticipate, yeah, there'd be a, a fair amount of play in the stick. And it to be uh uh for a you know sort of a delicate fragile looking biplane actually actually for it to feel pretty heavy.
0: Does he also not have to keep his feet on the rudders? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, his feet are pretty well tucked back, and apparently clown shoes and rudder pedals don't uh, don't mix. That's yeah. what I
2: was gonna say too. I don't I don't I've never flown a Jenny, but I would imagine that an airplane has a lot of adverse yaw, and you know you're definitely oh, sure. gonna want to have those
1: feet yeah. on the rudder pedals yeah this would be this the standard j1 here just like the jenny is going to be very much a rudder first airplane even uh you know when it comes time but, to turn when you're flying it you know when you're not uh sort of a a, a rummy in a clown suit like we've got going on here when you're trying to fly it normally it's you kind of lead with rudder into and out of the turns and and uh you wouldn't get very far with just flying with your feet flat on the floor but Malcolm's not really supposed to be doing a good job, so we can't pick on that too much for this.
2: Well, Malcolm's not but, current, you know, and that's one yeah. of the things we have these days with all the rules that, you know, what I love about this movie is it really does show a time where there was no regulation in the air show, air race industry. And the um, now, you, you know, obviously this is Hollywood, but you can see why these rules have evolved. Um, yep. Everything from pilot currency to, you know, the 1938 Santa Ana airshow disaster, um, all those things. So, Could we talk about that a little? Because I, I do not know about the 1938
0: Santa Ana airshow disaster.
2: Oh, uh, I, I don't know all the details, but back in uh, 1938, in I think it was Bogota, Colombia, uh, it was a Curtis Hawk, if I remember right. They were doing an air show there and there was a presidential grandstand and some other grandstand full of VIPs and the pilot, I can't remember pilot's name, tried to fly between the grandstands and ended up clipping them both and ultimately killed like 50 people, um, lots wounded, obviously things that don't even come close to happening today, but um, the, uh, you know, one one of the, actually back back then there were a lot of spectator fatalities at air shows and something that our industry is very proud of in over 60 years um we've never we have not had a a spectator fatality at an air show in north america in over 60 years really kind of the envy of the motorsports industry for that record for that matter um but certainly that can't be said for going back and back in time here, like this movie takes us.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff. I, I, just watching this the scene where the uh, poor Malcolm is flying in into the middle of the uh, air race and coming at them at 180 degrees off phase. Uh, yeah, I, just wondering how some of that filming. I'm assuming that the. Uh, the standard in the foreground is probably, you know, mounted on a, on a pole and, and the other guys are just <clears> kind of flying around it. But.
1: You know, there was a couple of things I was wondering about. If you look at uh, and if, let's see here, I'm sorry, I'm scrubbing through the minute while we talk as uh, I know from a little bit of extra research I've done. And again, uh, for those listening, we, at the time we're recording this, we've been talking with a guy named Craig Hosking, the aerial coordinator on the film. And we've been struggling schedule wise to get him, uh, to get him on the show with us. So you may have heard him already, or we may never have him on the show. We'll see what happens, but, uh, I, forgive the, uh, possible, uh, out of sync confusion. But anyway, I do know from reading, uh, an earlier interview with him that, uh, Right about sort of second 12 or so when we're behind the standard we're behind miss mabel and then we see the four airplanes coming at us and at him and they're all breaking off um that's actually really done that's uh craig is in the bell 206 helicopter uh they're obviously zoomed in pretty tight to compress the distance um you can also i've never noticed this before in, in second 12 you can look and you can see a modern day like a Ford Ranger pickup or something parked oh, yeah. on the ground down there. <laughs> but hey, um, and they've got those four airplanes coming at us again, that Ryan STA, the Travel Air Mystery Ship replica, the Great Lakes, and the the uh, Brown B-2 Miss Los Angeles. But that shot from behind the airplane, Hosking talks about particular. I just put the helicopter right in the smoke, uh, right behind Chuck Wentworth flying the Standard. So that one I know is real. The one I wonder about is right after that, right about second 14, where we're looking up at the Standard. The way the camera hits track so perfectly with the standard, the, the Miss Mabel, that it looks, it really almost looks to me like it's not, it's not actually moving. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so, so that one, I wonder if it was on a, on a rig, but then you've got the, you've got Miss Los Angeles coming between the camera and the airplane. Yeah, so
0: and that could be, I mean, that could be a model Miss Los Angeles, and then the other three crept in the background are real things that are flying. It's, you know, the eye is looking through a two-dimensional image, and we have a tendency of believing what our eyes are telling us, so... Uh, that that's how special effects work. Exactly, it's, it's easy to fool.
1: Yeah. Um, regardless, it's it's well done. If we're sitting here scribbling back and forth as we as we do every time and saying, "Well, we're not sure how how real that particular segment is, or exactly how they, they did it," then then you know they win. They uh, they achieved uh, what they set out to achieve. Yeah. And that
0: that particular so, angle is very re- reminiscent of the uh, the biplane that's on top of uh, Wings of Honor. The yeah, the exactly. near permanent. Uh, display at the at the end of the beam right. field there for uh, neville's yeah. uh,
1: movie so and then of course right after that whole sequence so we've we've so dennis we've got this uh you know this isn't an air show at this point this is more the the racing segment but uh you would expect you know we're expecting the clown act so we're going to have a, an, an air show between races but now we've yeah. got uh, we've got an incident we've got an incursion of some kind here
2: let me, before we get into the incursion, The um, I should probably clarify something because I'm sure there's somebody really smart out there watching this going, he said we haven't had a spectator fatality in over 60 years. I did, and I was at an air show. And I want to point out that the regulations between air shows and air races are different. Um, so the Reno uh, sure. accident, yeah. obviously that was under a different set of rules. So for those smart folks in the crowd wondering what... Uh, what i missed there that's a little difference in the rules so that's uh, an important distinction to make yeah. yeah
0: i have never noticed until i watched this minute that there is a uh, a twin motor that i i don't think we've ever talked about before it's parked in the back as as clifford's running toward the bigelow mm-hmm. hangar just to the you, right
1: yeah you know i'm sure we've called that out Maybe once, but it was, would have been very briefly in passing when I'm sort of nerding out, saying, oh, there's one of these and one of those and one of these and one of those. <laughs> so that's a, that's a Lockheed uh, Electra. I believe it's an Electra Junior. It's, oh, it's hard yeah. to tell from the brief glimpse whether this is a, the 10 or the 12. Uh, anyway, sort of it, either the same type or, or, uh, or a variation of the type that uh, Amelia Earhart would have been famous for getting lost in uh, uh, about a year prior to this film. Uh, taking place oh it's a stunning looking so,
0: bird right there at the yeah end of they it.
1: are just just beautiful we had a gathering them here at oshkosh was that uh, the year before last i think tennis? that was uh
2: 2015 i think 15 that's yeah, that beautiful sound, yeah. sounds
1: right i think we had uh i think we had eight of them here or something some ridiculous number it was just it was breathtaking to see that many it was um in fact i think it was actually all of them all of them that are flying showed up here
2: I made sure my morning uh, drive into the air ops building always took me by those airplanes every day. That was just beautiful. It was one of those only in Oshkosh moments.
0: (laughs) Sorry to interrupt here, but I have to let you know that at this point in the recording uh, I had a massive uh, power failure here, uh, thanks to a Texas-sized thunderstorm here in Texas. So we were unable to finish recording uh, this particular episode with Dennis. Uh, but don't worry, you haven't been cut short. We are going to have Dennis on for a full episode tomorrow, actually kind of an extended episode, uh, where we're going to talk about the, uh, the history, the current, and future of uh, air shows. So please join us here tomorrow on the Rocketeer Minute. Uh, in the meantime, you're always welcome to talk to us on social media. We have uh, many different outlets. You can go to us on Twitter at Rocketeer Minute. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. And of course, the great big site, rocketeerminute.com, where you can catch up on previous episodes and uh, you can Pick up some cool swag from Amazon. It's always available out there. Uh, Please also, if you haven't subscribed yet, you still got a chance to do that. Go out to iTunes or to Google Play. uh, Search for Rocketeer Minute and click the subscribe button when we show up on your screen. If you could leave us a good review on those platforms, that always helps us out by uh, letting more people know how much you enjoy the show and how much they might enjoy the show. So please do that. Uh, but join us back here tomorrow Tuesday and we will get back with Dennis and talk a whole lot more about air shows and a bunch of other things on the Rocketeer minute so until next time thanks and over and out'
2: Go get a